0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia from boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds. Winbet has what you need to win Sign up today, bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I'm coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne. In the northeast corner of England. Today is Tuesday, the 29th of November. Um, and we are here to chat a little bit of uh, bit of everything, really. National League um, awards, uh, recipients, some free agent stuff. Um, and yeah, just a little bit of uh, just a touch base with a, a little bit of baseball. Um, firstly, I'm going to introduce our co host. Um, been a little while, so I'm delighted to talk to him on a um, On an epic night for the United States of America, Uh, joining us from the greatest country in the goddamn world is Mr. Dylan Rockford. (laughs) D-Rock, how you doing?
1: Malcolm, it is a pleasure. Uh, Yes, big win for the United States of America into the knockout round. Uh, Christian Puehl said Captain America does it again. Uh, At what cost, though? Hopefully he'll be ready for the Netherlands on Saturday, but... Yeah, good to be with you. Uh we're going to be starting to pu- uh publish more content through the off season and uh yeah, can't wait to get into. It. We got National League awards today.
0: Yeah, you're right. I think um we're going to try and just sort of keep keep the show going maybe once every every week, once every couple of weeks. Um lots of things to touch on. Obviously the hot stove will be going. So, I need to caveat a few things before I get uh before we get into the into the show tonight is that, um, firstly, I'm go- I'm in full-on football mode, and I mean soccer. I'm in full-on World Cup mode. So I probably sound more English and more northern than you used to me because I've just been in that. I've been doing a show every night on the World Cup with my friend who's also another Geordie from Newcastle. Um, with Big Barry, yeah, Big Miserable <laughs> Barry. So if I sound more northern and more English than usual, you're just going to have to deal with it. I am. How I remember to say the MLB gambling podcast at the top of the show is an absolute miracle. Uh, so yeah, you've kind of got soccer amalgam, um, and I'm gonna have to really get my head around MLB. I've been fighting between saying things like parlay and accumulator. I've been saying I started saying Iran a lot the last few days, and then Tyler, did you see Tyler Adams get told yeah. off by all the Iranian journalists for saying yeah. Iran? So I was a political funny story. So I was a political major, uh,
1: political science major oh, back okay. in college, and. Everyone pronounced it Iran in college, like all the students. But our po- our political science professors, he always corrected us and said it is Iran. So I knew it, but I felt like the guy was kind of being a dick.
0: But oh, I- they, <laughs> were, oh, they were being dicks for about an hour and a half. How oh, fucking Berhalter and um, Adams kept their composure? Yeah, um, oh, they asked
1: class him- act. Class act, and I, I, wish, I wish athletes like... Uh, Kevin Durant or Kyrie, I wish they would be able to handle uh, a dick reporter like that.
0: Yeah, a little bit of media training. Um, yeah, they were, at one point they asked him sort of why they hadn't pulled all the warships out the Persian Gulf. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm, I'm choosing. He was playing left back. I'm not, you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm not in when charge does that of have the to do warships. With the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, but uh, the World Cup has been lots of fun. Uh, I might as well plug the World Cup gambling podcast while I'm here. Yeah. Um, picks have been terrible, but we're all having a lovely time. So what do you, I mean, you can't have it both ways. Can't you?
1: I mean, Noah hit a parlay. So shout out Noah and shout out you for, for just fading you. But hey, it's, just yeah. for the, it's for the content. That's all that matters.
0: Well, I'm claiming pa- kind of partial credit for yeah. the USA's victory tonight because I've been in such bad form. I stuck Iran on the graphic today as, as my pick. So the minute I did that, the USA were absolutely uh, home and over the line as winners. So, yeah, claiming, claiming victory uh, for that one. Yeah, right. Let's try and talk a little bit of baseball. We haven't chatted, Dylan, since our recap show uh, at the end of the World Series. So I think later in the week, Moonaf and Noah are going to tackle the American League. Uh, but we said we'd have a little look at the National League tonight. And we'll go through the award winners and then touch on some free agents there's been a couple of moves and a few meetings in the last day or two so we can talk about them um and like to say most things having a bit of a slant towards the national league whenever we can but uh, we'll start with the awards and the, the national league mvp um and really it was a pretty straightforward award um paul goldschmidt of the st louis cards the veteran first time that goldie has uh, won that award he I mean, he had a run at the Triple Crown at one point, hit 317 on the season, 35 home runs, 115 ribbies. um, Lots of big numbers, 578 slugging, his OPS was right. Um, These were all first in the league, slugging 578, OPS, 981 in OPS plus 180. Plus he was top three in runs, ribbies, total bases, average, OBP, WAR. Quite a good story as well, because I feel like Goldie's quite a, quite an easy guy to root for, Dylan. So yeah. a pretty comprehensive performance there from the vet, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was. I thought it was Goldschmidt's best year of his career. Like you mentioned, you rattled it off uh, 317. He hit 435 home runs, 115. And he also helped lead the Cardinals to another NL Central title. So, you know, that, that comes into factor as well. And, you know, he beat out his teammate, Nolan Arenado. He was in the running as well for MVP. He beat out... Uh, Padre star Manny Machado as well. He got 380 total votes, he got 22 first place votes. I'm happy he finally won one. Like you mentioned, he's been in the running before, he, and he's had such a great career. He's an easy guy to root for, and he's probably been one of the best players, I think, in the last decade or nearly decade. So, he's finished top three in this award voting three times, he's finished top 10 two other times. So. It's good that he finally got over the uh hump. And I still think he has a lot of production left in the tank.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I wouldn't um I'm assuming he'll be back with the with the Cardinals again next season. And they they were good again this year. Obviously, two years ago they came with that mad second half run, put together that huge winning streak. And this year really one of our um our success stories in terms of picks because at the halfway stage in the season. Um, it was a team ride. We all fancied and They were, they were plus money uh, to take down the Milwaukee Brewers and get away in that Central Division, um, and they did it really, really easily. Um, just uh, something else that Paul Goldschmidt did win, which kind of echoes everything we've just said about him, is that he won the Heart and Hustle Award um, at the MLB give out as well, which is kind of your th- what you've done in the community. You know what you've given back. Uh, just your general. Uh, demeanor, behavior, all that sort of thing. So that speaks volumes to the kind of guy that, that Paul Goldschmidt is. And um, he's going to be a big part of this Cardinals team. And I think the Brewers are going to get busy uh, in free agency. Um, Hopefully have some new signings. I think Chicago Cubs will as well. But this isn't the most competitive of divisions. And um, St. Louis have to be there or thereabouts next season again, Dylan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You got to think getting him back, getting... um. Getting Nolan Arenado back, you know, the, the pitching staff. I like the manager as well. I thought he was in contention for uh, NL Manager of the Year as well. And he also won the Aaron Awards, the Hank Aaron Award as well, Paul Goldschmidt. This is the third time he received that award. So he was nice. just collecting trophies this year, you know. He paced the NL in slugging 578, OPS 981, OPS plus 180. He finished top three in runs with 106 RBIs, 117, 324 total bases, uh, and on-base percentage, 404. So just an all-around amazing year for Paul Goldschmidt.
0: Yeah, and um, uh, hopefully we're going to season out to Jack Flaherty next year uh, for the cards as well. Hopefully who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, think, so uh, hold yeah, on, I'm on.
1: sorry. Do you think, how about Wainwright? Do you think he has any left in the tank?
0: Um, I think, firstly, Wainwright, I believe, is going to pitch in the uh, World Baseball Classic, yeah. uh, where the GB uh, <laughs> team, Jimmy, is shaping up to uh, give the rest a good old spank in there, Dylan. Uh, there's still, <laughs> if there's room on the end of the bench, boys, for a, a low-leverage situation substitute fielder, uh, then you know where to find me. Uh, but yeah, Wainwright's going to have a game, I think, in the, uh, for the US and that. But yeah, I mean, Wainwright, he's going to eat a lot of innings, I think. Um, mm-hmm. He might be a SP4 now, maybe. Well, in fact, he'd be kind of a sp three and a half. and um, He's not going to sort of instill the fear of God into anyone. But if, he, if, if he's your SP3 or 4, I think he can do a lot worse, Dylan. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, moving on, National alongside Young Award winners, Sandy Alcantara, a uh, unanimous uh, vote here. This was a bit of a throwback result because what the main thing Alcantara did, um, not the main thing, one of the big things Alcantara did was throw more innings than anybody else. Um, yeah. And that just doesn't really happen anymore. 228 in two thirds is a proper workload. Um, and he was absolutely great. So that was the most in MLB. He threw six complete games, um, himself, which was more than any other team. Not, uh, none of the other teams in MLB had as many complete games between them um, as Sandy Alcantara did. He went 14-9 and on the season. That was the one thing, being a, on that Miami Marlins team, was basically whether he was going to pick up um, enough wins or he was going to get enough run support to kind of stay relevant. Um, 228 ERA, um, 207K. So yeah, again, another... Nice story, another guy who doesn't seem very polarising, who seems easy to root for. And I, I mentioned him. I don't think I put him up. I, we've got our little spreadsheet. I didn't put him up on my spreadsheet, but he certainly got an honourable mention. So I think I was kind of close to, to picking him uh, for Cy Young. But yeah, um, say unanimous win. And um, I think uh, Alcantara was just outstanding performer for Miami, Dylan. Yeah, I honestly thought he was the best pitcher
1: in baseball this season. You know, he's only twenty-seven years old. He's he's younger than me, which is insane. Uh, like I'm you eight. said, he, <laughs> and, yes. Uh he like you said, he met, he led the majors two hundred and twenty-eight and two-thirds of an inning, uh more six complete games more than any other team in the major. And he has eight war, which is war uh wins a, uh adjusted wins adjusted replacement so he's accounted for 8 wins just by himself so i feel like every time he stepped out there even though it it was for the Marlins it felt like a big game for them even their fans you know even when their season was over every time he got up and pitched i thought the the crowd was electric people came to see him because how dominant he was 2.28 ERA it was second in the NL he finished fourth in strikeouts and we, he, I thought he was like the perfect combo of like quantity and quality. You know, he gave you yeah. a lot, and he was also good. It, he he had very low pitch counts, which made him uh, be able to pitch all nine innings in those six games. He was able to get ahead of batters too, which is a very hard thing to do in the majors. So getting getting those low pitch counts, getting ahead in the pit uh, in the count. Those all lead to a successful season. So, yeah, I, no complaint over here for me with Sandy Alcantara. I thought he was the best pitcher this year.
0: Um, next up was the rookie of the year, uh, Michael Harris, uh, the second of the Atlanta Braves. Uh, fairly uh, easy winner of this, this award as well. Sort of mid-season, it was up in the air. In fact, Michael Harris didn't come up until May the 28th. Um, after that, was good for 19 home runs and 20 um Stolen bases. So it was that power speed combo that's really um He had 4.4 offensive war. Uh, Dylan's ex- explaining the war metric there. Uh, and 1.3 uh, defensive war as well. So he's doing it on both sides of the ball. Hit 297 um 514 slugging. I think the thing with Michael Harris is what's going to happen next year. Um, I've got a little bit of concern about his whiff rate and his K rate. If you look at Baseball Savant, uh, they're the they're the metrics that are down in the blue numbers, which is where you don't want to be. Um his walk rate as well. So I think he could be really good or really bad. I've got I'm a little bit concerned about it. I'm not obviously doing him down here to talk about his season that he had, and he was absolutely stellar and rightly won this award. I think I the he's currently stated back two. In this Atlanta lineup, and I'm not sure about that. I think by the the middle of the season or by mid-May, uh, we could see Michael Harris down at seven or eight uh, in this lineup. But yeah, he, he came up and he was absolutely great. He's, he's one of the great hopes uh, for Atlanta Braves fans as well. Um, so yeah, what did you make of Michael Harris, Dylan?
1: Yeah, as much as I hate it, the kid is a stud. You know, he plays for the Braves. And, you know, I I think he is going to be a superstar in the making. And you mentioned him going down to seventh. I don't even think that's so bad. I just think that shows a little more depth for the Atlanta Braves that they do have. You know, like you mentioned, he finished with 19 home runs, 20 stolen bases, and a 4.4 offensive war and a 1.3 defensive war. And I think you mentioned it. The crazy part is his first game with the Braves was late May, May 28th. So he beat out uh, other rookie on the uh, Braves, Spencer Strider. So and that, that makes them the eighth set of teammates to finish one and two in rookie of the year voting. So the Braves, I think they're set up for a long time. You know, Harris is the whole package for me. He can hit for average. He has power. Uh, he has speed on offense and the most terrific metrics on defense you know he plays very good defensively I think as well so I think he deserved it Uh, I don't know if he'll have a sophomore slump but we will see and you know I think if any team can pick up the slack
0: I think it's the Braves I love that little um teammate one two stat Dylan that you threw in stat of the night goes to uh (coughs) Dylan Rockford um Manager of the Year, and this is going to be pretty much uh, one for you, Dylan. It's your guy, uh, the New York Mets, actually the first ever manager to win it. What have you been doing all these years? Uh, Buck Showalter, um, who has now won the award with four different teams, um, led them to 101 wins before getting humped in the playoffs um, to the San Diego Padres. But yeah, Buck Showalter. um, And again... uh, Easy guy to root for, Dylan. And as a New York Mets fan, um, you can tell us all about it.
1: Yeah, uh, my man, Buck Showalter, you know, he became the first manager to win this award with four different teams uh he helped like you said we got 101 wins after that poor performance of two seasons ago you know he also became the first manager uh Mets manager to win the award I don't know what we've been doing I liked Willie Randolph back in the day he was my guy but uh I don't know what we've been doing and uh you know a lot of people mentioned the Mets bankroll and yeah the Mets do have a massive bankroll with uh Uncle Steve as the as the owner but I feel like the task of meshing so many veteran, high-salary stars into one roster... I just don't think it should get overlooked. And I thought Buck Showalter was the perfect guy for the job. You know, he was very old school and he played a big part in bringing it all into focus. And, you know, even though we didn't win the whole thing, I, I thought one thing that goes unnoticed is how well he handled the bullpen and you really not overusing the best closer, which is Edwin Diaz. We we uh, we re-signed him and, you know, he also knew which buttons to push, which guys to use, how many to use. And probably he wanted to lean on uh, Edwin Diaz as much as he could, but I thought he, good, I thought he did a good job not overusing him. You know, I, I think we have one of the best managers in the league. We just have to do a better job at finishing the season. And I think that comes with time. It's only his first year with the Mets, so hopefully we get over the hump.
0: Yeah, I've, I've said on the show a few times that the manager role in baseball is a, a little bit of a, a weird one for me to get my head around because in obviously I watch a lot of sport, like everyone on the network here and we're all we're all DJs and the manager or the coach, whatever title you want to give them, has a huge effect on the outcome of the game. Um, but I don't feel like that's the case in baseball. Um, what I've decided, Dylan, is that... Um, a bad manager can really fuck you up uh, where like a good manager, it kind of goes under the radar, a little bit quiet. I like you just mentioned some of the good things that show there's but I think the a manager's main job appears to be in baseball is to not to actively destroy um, these wins on a daily basis by either lineup changes or um, bullpen decisions a lot of the time um and then like you say pinch hitting and pinch pinch running but yeah it appears to just be to not fuck it up i mean am i anywhere close or is is the manager doing a little bit more than that no i i
1: think he is and i think you saw it with the the mets manager uh two years ago when we had a different lineup literally every other game and it kind of for better lack of words, but it kind of fucks with the team's uh, mojo and how they, they get into groove. So I I think they do a lot of things that don't go uh, noticed and it it just sucks because the, the job that they, that he does do is really important. And it, it, it's more than just what you see. Obviously the players go and play. They, they do, they do most of it, but you know, setting them up in the right position, uh, knowing when to sit a guy knowing when not to throw the guy i think that all comes into factors of how you know your team and how much time he spent with the Mets. so i, I do think
0: there are some te- things that don't go noticed uh, okay um we gonna have a little bit of free agent chat uh, after i've told you about um, our headline sponsor on the mlb gambling podcast uh, which is the win bet um if you're ready to win money and boost your odds Winbet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. Bringing the excitement to win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with win rewards on Winbet. If you're looking to get involved in the same game parlay, Winbet is the place to do that. Um, you can customise your own bet there as well. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 to win $100. Uh, loads to choose from. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and Cs at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Um, so we we'll would start, Dylan. I hadn't planned this, but on the grounds we're on a bit of a, a metsathon a Um here. You've already touched on Edwin Diaz uh, re-signing, which uh, makes sense. He was the best closer in baseball and they've taken him back for another year. But we can stay with the, the Mets pitching staff. Um, the, there's a couple here I want to talk with. There's a... a um someone who's already on the books at the Mets, and then we've got another one who maybe joined But first off is the is really the big the big ticket article, and that's Jacob de Grom. Um he seems favourite at the minute to stay in New York. Um so I mean de Grom, are, are you worried, or do you think it's it's a it's a done deal and he's gonna be happy to stay? I think he turned down his qualifying offer. Um, which a lot of people do because he's worth more than that. So that wasn't big news, but where do we go next? So a part of me is a little worried. There
1: are reports that he is the the Mets' main focus, which I think he should be. You know, I think what rubbed him kind of the wrong way that I've read is you know, you give so much to an organization, and then a guy like Max Scherzer just comes in and gets forty-five million for two years. You know, yeah. When when I think Jacob Degrom is much better than him, so he's sitting there like, you just signed Diaz, giving him all this money. What about me? You know, like I, I which which I think is fair, but I also think on the Mets side, it's how can he stay healthy? Because that's the big bugaboo for the Mets is. Can Jacob Degrom pitch a whole season? I, I think we do resign him. Uh, it, it does worry me that the Braves are out there. They they are lurking. They're pro- they're probably going to make a push at him. But I hope we make him the priority. I hope he stays because he's the best pitcher in baseball when healthy. And you put. I know Chris Bassett's not coming back. He declined the offer. Taiwan Walker, I don't think is coming back either. So there, we're linked to. We're meeting with Carlos Rodan, another free agent um, from the from the Giants, and um, Justin Verlander. He's on our radar, but we're we're just piling up all these like old guys. I feel like just to to win a championship, and you know that if if Uncle Steve wants to do that, go ahead. I'm all, I'm all
0: aboard. Um, my next question was going to be about Carlos Rodan. There has been a meeting. Zoom meeting the um, San Francisco Giant left-handed pitcher. He's been absolutely outstanding for a couple of years. You move across from the White Sox, I think. Um, to San Francisco, um, kind of concerns that he was a that he was an injury guy, but that hasn't really borne fruit, and he's he's been fairly solid. So um, being a lefty as well, I think um, I think he could be a valuable addition to uh, the New York Mets, Dylan.
1: Yeah, 100%. You know, he went 14-8, and eight, and the thing you said that I like that we don't have too much of is lefties. So you pair him up with a guy like Max Scherzer, Jacob deGrom, and then you could go and throw Carlos Rodon as a nice three. Uh, I love that. You know, he he pitched three uh, complete games. He had an under-three ERA, which is good. He was third in the league in strikeouts with 237, so he can strike people out. He has a 103 whip. I I think that's a great addition. I just don't want to overpay these guys. I know he has a lot of money and he's a billionaire, but there's another guy in a position player that I, that I want the Mets to throw the bow at besides Jacob Degrom, And we'll get to him in a
0: second. Okay. Well, we'll we'll get to him in a minute then, because I hadn't planned this. This is a, I was going to do this name by name. I've got another name. that's about nine down my list here, but on the road we've pretty much covered the entire Mets rotation. um, And you've already mentioned Taiwan Walker. Um, 2021 All-Star, started 29 games last season, um, 12-5 and record. Looks like a really good SP3, a rock-solid SP3. I like him a lot. Um, I've seen loads of options, really, for, for landing spots for Walker. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, possibly. Uh, we know they like to cobble together uh, their stuff. So, how, how do you feel about Walker? Is he definitely not be returning to the Mets? And if not, where do you think he might end up?
1: Uh yeah, I like the Rays there. Um, I don't think he will will return just because the Mets aren't making him a priority. And you know, he was only our he was our fourth pitcher. We had Jacob deGrom, Max uh, Scherzer, Chris Bassett, and then Taiwan Walker. And what I think what really concerned me as just a casual fan—I want to say casual—a diehard fan—is uh, that he had a bad second half of this season. You know, he started okay. off really good. He he had a good, he went to the All Star game, but after that, he kind of tailed off. You know, he went twelve and five. He had a three forty nine ERA. His walks worry me a little bit. He has uh, no—that's his career. But you know, he he had a lot of walks, and I, I just I, I think he's good. I just. I just don't think he's in the Mets' plans immediately. the Mets are in win now mode, and I don't think yeah. he's the guy to to get us over the hump. No disrespect, oh. I I like Ty. Yeah, Walker. that's fair enough. Yeah,
0: I mean nothing ever changed by staying the same, Dylan. And you do have to you have to tune these players. You have to tune until maybe two, at least two of your rotation um, every season, just to keep things to keep things sharp and different. Um, so we're just. Obviously, I've got a list of names here. I think you've probably got similar. So um, we'll get back to the original plan. We'll throw some names uh, back and forwards. There's one standout name I'll throw you next. But you mentioned that you had your eye on someone um, for the New York Mets. And who would that be?
1: Yeah, so that's probably the, um, the best shortstop that's available, in my opinion. Trey Turner from the Dodgers. He's 29. He's under 30. He has a 13 war. So the guy alone. Besides Aaron Judge, who has a 17-war, he has the uh, second-best war. I think one of the best defensive shortstops I've seen, and I know people are going to be like, oh, well, you have Francisco Lindor, but you can move these players. Francisco Lindor could play uh, second, or you could play uh, Trey Turner, but you put those two in the middle of the infield, he could hit for power, he gets on base, he steals. This guy, I I think you give this guy the boat because he could change your organization. He has post uh postseason experience, which is what the Mets lack.
0: Yeah, he's absolutely outstanding. One of my favorite players, one of um really when I started watching baseball, um Trey Turn has been probably more on my radar than than most other players. He just he just does everything. Um I'm a big fantasy baseball guy. He's, he's going to be a, a first rounder again. Very high in the first round. Could be a 1-1 yeah. uh, pick, Trey Turner, this season. So, yeah, I mean, what a coup that would be if he came to the New York Mets. Um, the elephant in the room um, that we haven't touched on yet, and he's the size of an elephant, is uh, Aaron Judge. So um, this is where the, the big money deal is. Yeah. Um, he has already met with the San Francisco Giants, uh, which just, I have no feelings about that. That inspired no feelings in me, one way or the other. I just kind of felt a little bit meh about it. It's not a great hitters park. Um, I could see him bashing a few down into Triple's Alley down there. Um, The one terrifying link that I saw uh, was the earlier Dodgers. Um, They've lost Trey Turner, as you just mentioned, Justin Turner, think he'll drop out of that lineup. so obviously the issue there is you've got Mookie Betts um, standing in right field I think Mookie Betts could move to second base um, yeah. or you've got the the 8 spot as well so I think and obviously the third team or oh, A13 A not that there's only three in the New York Yankees who are both willing and able uh, to bring him back so um, how's, your, how's your feeling about Aranjus do you want him I'm guessing you want him out with the pinstripes
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I I hate that he's a Yankee, but I don't want him to come to the National League. I don't want him to face the Mets more than he already has to. So uh, I want to ask you because I do understand why the the Giants have a lot of money they could throw at him. And you know, he is from California. I understand he might want to go home. A lot of players do that. But Winning in New York, you know, as much as I hate the Yankees, I think winning in New York means a little more to some people, you know, it, it might mean more to to me, but I just think wearing those pinstripes, how historical they are. I, I sound like one of those freaking Yankee fans, but it, it's true. You wear those pinstripes and you look at all the, the history that they have and you kind of want to be a part of it. I want to, you, you know, you mentioned them as their third option. Do you really think the 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 Yankees are third on his list? Do you really think they? No, no, that
0: that, okay. that wasn't in a, in a in a order of preference whatsoever. It was just a, kind of the three the three teams that I've uh, I've seen linked. And um, I have obviously New York is, is the team that he's that he was already with. So no, it wasn't, it wasn't a preference thing at all. Um, it was just a it was how I threw them out. So yeah, the Giants. That's like it. Oh, by the way, you did sound like a fucking horrible New York Yankees fan. That. Uh, that reminded me of like a, a Manchester United fan talking about their team over here. And that sense. So listen to you saying about baseball, I think, Oh, that sounds reasonable. But if I, heard, if I flipped that, and I heard you saying that about soccer, I'd think you were a right dickhead. So, uh, so I can't, yeah, I can't get on board with that. Um, I, do, I think he'll stay is what I think. Yeah. If I was going to have a little bit now, um, I mean, it's not really. If you if you were to price it up, you wouldn't you wouldn't have much in between them. But like I say, the Dodgers is the terrifying one. Um, mm-hmm. They have money. Uh, they've always got money. They've ditched. I mean, they've ditched Cody Bellinger. There was another name that we didn't mention there, along with uh, Justin Turner and Trey Turner. But yeah, if you saw um, Aaron Judge, I, mean, I suppose the only thing with judges is, is the injury thing, which he kind of was all right this year. Um, Bro, what about what about it, this too? What about his postseason? He hasn't always
1: performed yeah, in the true. postseason, so you know I hear a lot about that. And as good as a regular season player he is, and he's probably the best I've seen in a while, he does he does kind of get cold in the playoffs a little bit, even in that short porch in
0: the Bronx. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's that, and the fact that he's a big lad, and and we can DH occasionally. Um but that body has to hold up um over the over the course of a grueling season. So yeah, uh Avanch an interesting one. Um real, real do you. Quick, want th- real,
1: yeah, real quick, uh Malcolm. Sorry to ruin your flow. I wanna throw out a, a team that, you know, people might say I'm crazy, but what do you think about what do you think about cause they did it in basketball when Big Poppy, Tom Brady, Steph Curry, they all tried to uh recruit uh kevin durant to boston do you think yeah. Steph Steph curry's a huge boston fan he's a boston red sox fan they got big poppy over there they said they've been trying to recruit uh aaron judge to boston do you think there's any of a slight chance that he might go up north to
0: boston it's unlikely. boston card. boston do feel like they've got a couple of mad moves in them um, there's quite a bit of chat. I think um, B- Bogart has gone back, but I think Boston. We are going to do some stuff, and I think they're going to do some surprising stuff, and they're going to spend some money. Um, that may be a step too far, but I think it would entertain me if uh, if I saw. Him. I'd love to see Aaron Judge them over the monster. So that would be great. Um, <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Do you? Is there, if you do you want to go down? Uh, give us a, throw a name off your list, of and that you want to talk about? Uh, well, so you you mentioned another shortstop.
1: Uh, Another shortstop in Red Sox is Xander Bogarts. You know, he's yeah. going to be a free agent. Uh, J.D. Martinez. I don't know if J.D. stays, but you got to think Boston does everything they can to try to keep uh, Xander, right? With Rafael yeah. right on right on third. You, you got to think they keep that crew together. So I, I wonder how much and what, honestly, the market is for a guy like Xander Bogarts. So I, I just want to throw that to you. What do you think about him?
0: Yeah, I do think um the strong, strong reports at Bogarts is gonna stay. Um the Red Sox had a really low year. Um they have got some older guys, J D Martinez. Um is is Martinez gone now? Is he a free agent? Is he finished? Yeah, he's a free agent as well. Yeah. So I think they're gonna They've got some young lads. Um, obviously Bobby D came up and is it Tristan Cassas, I want to say. Um, they've got they've got some players coming up, so they're going to start making moves. And I do think, like I say, they've got some a couple of mad moves in them. They're good, they're going to spring some surprises, uh, a couple of shocks. But I do think that keeping the core of that team um is gonna be important. Uh we mentioned Justin Turner, mm-hmm. uh, having left the Dodgers. He, so he's free agent as well. Um he'll be looking for one-year deal somewhere third baseman or a DH um, Mm -hmm. obviously very uh, very much in the veteran bracket now his home runs dropped to 13 last year Um, but I've seen him linked with the Milwaukee Brewers so this was kind of a lead into what the Brewers might need because we were really low on the Brewers offense uh, for the second half of that season we've uh, already said that we we love the Cardinals to beat them and the the Brewers offense was one of the reasons why they didn't have an awful lot there. William Darmus um, was just about it. Rowdy Tellers did some stuff. Um, so, yeah, Justin Turner, I think, has got a bit of life in him. And Justin Turner was one year to the Brewers. But then, um, on top of that, what, what what else for the Brewers? What do they need, Dylan? <sighs>
1: uh, I think they need more pitching to go along with Corbin Burns. But I, I, I like Justin Turner to Milwaukee. I don't. Who, who's their, their, their baseman? That guy, Mike. Uh, Bro, Brosan or whatever. Yeah, or well, Bros. Yeah, Brosu. Brasso, Yeah. So you, I mean, you pair him up with uh, Willi Adamus. It's okay. I w- I would say. I, I still think they. I don't know why they traded their their uh their closer. So they they traded their closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, yeah they, they need help in their bullpen. I think they need. And I don't. And I don't know if the the manager is the guy. He the ex player uh, Craig Council don't know if if he's the guy to be honest so uh some some questionable calls on that end but you know for as the Justin Turner per se I I like him he was also linked for a potential return to the Mets I don't know if I would like that either yeah because I I, I want to give the rookie a shot that that Brett kid I think he could be pretty good if he just needs time to play so he's not going to get time if Justin Turner plays so I, I I like him to go to Milwaukee they need some help
0: yeah, and I think yeah, Corbin Burns might be on his way out, actually. I saw him linked with the Dodgers wow. as well. That's another another potential. Why does everyone link to the Dodgers? Because they've got all the money and they win. And it's lovely and sunny, I think. They would be my three yeah. reasons. <laughs> um, excuse me. How, how, uh, about
1: Joe, how about Joey Gallo? You know, he, t- he got traded to the Dodgers and now he's a free agent and Joey Gallo surprisingly enough has like a 4.4 4 WAR so as bad as he is he he is good defensively but do you expect the
0: Dodgers to re-sign Joey Gallo Joey Gallo will get a decent job somewhere you'll get a yeah. decent contract and I think he'd be all right he's a bounce back candidate um so I always overdraft him in my fantasy leagues even though he creates your yeah, um your yeah, batting average yeah, Joey Gallo will end up somewhere. And if, young oh man, get him to the, somewhere where they can fix him, the Tampa Bay Rays or somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, Joey Gallo. Um, a similar a, a left-handed bat is Andrew Benintendi, uh, who went to the Yankees, got injured, um, hit 3 or 4 and is an excellent defender. Um, he was the kind of player that the New York Yankees need. We talked about how they have all these big beefy sluggers and not an awful lot else. We talk about the bits and bobs players uh, that the New York Yankees need. I think Andrew Benintendi um, fits this uh, description really well for the Yankees. A little bit of competition uh, from the Astros, but kind of Benintendi fell off the radar a little bit. Um, but he's a, he's an excellent player. he has gone from sort of the Red Sox to the Royals, which didn't work out. But he, I could see him really sort of climbing, his, his career trajectory climbing again. And yeah. I'd... Yeah, I think the New York Yankees for Andrew Benintendi as well there, Dylan.
1: Well, you know, the unfortunate thing is he did get hurt. So they didn't really get to see the full thing. You know, when they traded for him, they didn't really think he was going to get hurt. But, you know, uh, you know who I think that could use outfielders? And he was linked to another Met Free agent who I hope we resign is Brandon Nimmo. A team like Colorado Rockies, they've been linked to Brandon Nimmo. Colorado needs a ton of help in the outfield. So maybe you you think an organization like Colorado just throws the bolt and throws him a really good contract and, you know, he gets more money and he'll probably play a little more than he does in New York with all that talent there, especially if judge comes back, no, they play two different positions, but, but regardless, uh, I think a team like the, the Rockies are more inclined to throw more money at him than the Yankees.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I absolutely love Brandon Nimble. He's one of my favorites as well. I saw him linked to Toronto or Seattle or maybe both. I heard both. Yeah. Yeah. That was, looks like, looked like a deal was relatively close at, at one point, but, um, yeah, interesting to see where Nimmo goes because I do like him a lot. I've got one more player to to mention, Dylan, and then we'll let you wrap up um, and we can crack on. Is uh, Brandon Drury? Uh, Brandon Drury uh, with the when uh, at the Padres last year, super utility guy uh, hit 263 with 38 home runs, and I think he sort of deserves um, a long-term deal somewhere. Uh, Drury, Cleveland. Um, uh, have been linked with him. Um, and I think a team that doesn't have a DH, I think there would be somewhere like that. So Dury can play and they can kind of move him around and give these guys a day off on a daily basis. So a team that doesn't have a set DH or a, or a good DH are looking for help in that department. But I think Brandon Dury could be a really valuable piece for somebody, Dylan. What, what team did you say he was linked
1: to? I'm sorry. Cleveland. Cleveland, okay, it's crazy because didn't he play third base?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, he saw him. he plays everywhere, second, third. Um, he's he's kind of eligible and first. He's 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 eligible all in in fantasy. He's kind of multi-positional, super utility eligible. So yeah, um, he can move around the diamond to give people a day off, uh, let you people know- DH while he plays the field.
1: You know who I think in a team we just talked about who needs power that they hit for a lot of contact is the Milwaukee Brewers. I think they're a team yeah. that could uh, – but he's he's already on that team. But, you know, I, maybe like a team like uh, Miami Marlins, you know, they, they're another team that lacks power. Maybe he goes down to my – who the hell wouldn't want to live in Miami? No, no state <laughs> income tax you're you're chilling you play in a nice area so maybe a team like the Miami Marlins but i kind of like him staying in Milwaukee i think they need a power guy
0: yeah that's fair enough i mean uh, cleveland was the one team that we talked about especially in the playoffs that apart from jram just couldn't hit the ball out and noah was at pains to point out that you do need players that can hit the ball out as much as you need to cobble together runs it's a bit of a misnomer that you can kind of play a small ball in the playoffs it's going to work you need to score some runs quickly on occasions and apart from um jose ramirez cleveland struggled with that
1: yeah i agree so so maybe
0: yeah yeah good
1: no no i was just going to say real quick i also think they need a little more starting pitching cleveland yeah
0: absolutely um Anybody else you want to talk about, Dylan? Oh. Uh,
1: just toward the list, you know, uh, I think the, the shortstop market is phenomenal. Like we mentioned, Trey Turner, yeah. Carlos Correa, he wasn't yes. happy in Minnesota. So it's interesting to see where he's definitely not going to Houston. They replaced him with a rookie. Uh, uh, Dansby Swanson, he's a free agent. Elvis yeah. Andrews. So uh, I think shortstop's a very good market. Um Besides Aaron Judge, you got a guy like Mitch Haniger. Uh, he's another power hitter who I think could could go somewhere. Matt Carpenter, Andrew McCutchen, um, and I also want to see what they do if Houston resigns Trey Mancini. You know that was a really big yeah. story. I, I like him. He's a how do you root, how do you root it against a guy that beat cancer and came back and won the World Series? So mm-hmm. I, I, I love Trey Mancy. I hope he gets signed somewhere. So, yeah, just a few key uh, key free agents that, you know, should, you should keep your eye on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There was a dozens of names that we could have mentioned. But, uh yeah, that was a fun chat, Dylan. Uh, a nice little 45 minutes on the National League. Um Thank you very much for joining me. It's been nice to catch up again. I don't feel like we've talked baseball for ages. You've got another important point you want to make, Dylan?
1: Yeah, real quick. I know we'll be uh, discussing the 2023 World Baseball Classic soon (laughs) uh, because it comes out in March. Do you know who the favourite
0: is? It's not. Is it not the U.S. Then you're telling me? USA,
1: baby, plus two sixty at the book that I'm looking at. D- Dominican Republic's at plus three ten. Japan plus four ten. Puerto Rico plus nine fifty. Who do you got your eye on, and I, and why isn't it the United States?
0: Well, yeah, the, the United <laughs> States it, because it's, it's a really short format. Like we talked, we yeah. just saw this in the in the playoffs. So, um, although there is clearly going to be a disparity in. In class, but I think, um, I think Jazz Chisholm is going to fire Team GB. The glory Dylan is what's going to happen. Oh. That's our guy.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Let, let me see the odds for uh, great great. Britain. I was going to say, it's... you
0: didn't you didn't sort of get to GB in the odds. They've got to be 500 to one.
1: Oh, they are uh,
0: plus 9,000, 90 to one. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad, right? Okay, but well, we'll take all our. We'll bet the USA to beat the Netherlands next uh, next week in the football. When that comes in, we put all the money on GB. Who, who does the uh, world great play class. in the knockout round? Uh, we are. We've got the states. Whatever group that is. Oh, who, who's? Oh, you're on about the football, that? sorry, or the baseball?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm I'm talking about uh, soccer. Oh, the World
0: Cup. Uh, yeah, yeah. Senegal. Ooh, watch you play out, Senegal, yeah. Yeah, they are. for a really tough game. Uh, a bit of a clash of styles, that one. So, um, yeah, that's going to be... They're uh, games that Saturday to Saturday and Sunday, I think. So, yeah, not too far away. Um, yeah, thanks very much, to Lee. It was lovely to catch up and chat. You see your little smiley face. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Moonaf um, and Noah uh, will be around with some AL chat uh, at some point later in the week. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, like, rate, subscribe, get on the podcast, listen to the World Cup Gambling podcast, it's brilliant. Um, the hosts, handsome, funny, um, it's an absolute hoot. Uh, so get across there and listen to that. Um, good luck with whatever you're betting on, NFL, World Cup. Uh, keep an eye on the baseball, keep an eye for our shows because we're going to keep up these little fireside chats uh, between now and spring training kicks in. I'm going to do some World Baseball Classic stuff as well. Dylan, thank you very much indeed. Enjoy the rest of the World Cup.
1: Thank you, boss. Uh, Got to listen to the World Cup
0: podcast
1: and just go USA. We're going to bring home the whole thing.
0: (laughs) Um, Until then, we'll see you down the road here.